So the Gun Violence Archive, GVA as it's uh, called, it's been cited by major media organizations like CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, The New York Times, many other, but most importantly, members of Congress, governors, mayors, and even the United States Supreme Court have cited this gun violence archive. We're going to dig into this a little bit. So uh, what is the Gun Violence Archive? It's a tiny nonprofit with no full-time employees, but it became one of the foremost tracker of gun violence in America. Now, this is coming from CNN. And then we're going to break down a little bit because it's only January 10th. And as per the Gun Violence Archive, they are saying there's been seven mass shootings in America. And we have an idea when you hear there's a mass shooting or another mass shooting or this mass shooting, what that is and what it isn't. Now, they use the definition, anyone, anytime, three or more people were shot in the same incident. And they stretch that definition a little bit. Uh, it is gun crime, but... Is it what we consider a mass shooting? And this is, why you, this is why you hear the discrepancy of people who are saying, oh, there were 900 and something mass shootings last year. And then I, I talk about it all the time because at least the Associated Press and some other organizations have gotten together and have a valid mass shooting database, which uh, you know showed like 100 and something. Now, one is too many. But let's talk about this gun violence archive. In the Supreme Court decision overturning the New York gun law, the three liberal justices opened their dissent by citing data from two of the leading researchers of gun violence in America. First was the CDC. The second was the Gun Violence Archive. Now, this is coming from CNN now. They use this data to portray a narrative. Since the start of this year, 2022, and again, this is an older, this article came out in August of 2022, since the start of the year, 2022, there have been 277 reported mass shootings, an average of one or more per day, said the Gun Violence Archives. Justice Stephen Breyer wrote in a June in its opening par paragraph. So Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer quoted this data from the Gun Violence Archive in this case as a descending opinion overturning New York's overzealous gun law. The dissent was just the latest example of the growing influence of the Gun Bias Archive, a tiny nonprofit who has, for less than a decade, attempted to log every single incident of gun violence in the U.S. in real time. The organization has been cited by the Supreme Court policymakers, media outlets like CNN, which I'm reading their article now, primarily for its ongoing tally of mass shootings, which it defines as any incident in which four people are shot, excluding the shooter. Increasing visibility as a sign of success for Mark Bryant, the executive director of the Gun Violence Archive, he told CNN he started noticing the phrase, according to Gun Violence Archive, in news articles and Google searches and a, f a few years ago and sees it as a positive. We're really making a difference. We're making that conversation consistent, he said. If they're using, according to Gun Violence Archive, they are using consistent vetted data and that legitimizes their stories as much as it does. And they go on to talk about these mass shootings. They say in 2023, there were 657 mass shootings. 
but were there. And it turns out that this organization is funded by one primary donor who gives $600,000 to run this database. In late June, again, this is last year, President Joe Biden signed into law major gun safety legislation with bipartisan support, the most significant law addressing gun violence in nearly three decades. In a speech pushing for the legislation, Biden noted that there have been 20 mass shootings in the week after Uvalde, Texas shooting, as per the gun violence archives. You have the president of the United States creating policy and referencing the gun violence archive. And again, certain agencies, CNN, The Washington Post, The New York Times, members of Congress, the president, the Supreme Court of the United States, mayors, governors, use this data day in and day out to push, oh, my God, we have to do something. These mass shootings are out of control. They're, they're innocent children are being slaughtered. And like I said, every single incident is tragic. Every single gun crime is incident. But... Are we looking at mass shootings or are we comparing apples and oranges? I'm going to go through their list of the seven mass shootings at right directly pulled from their website. They do list. They are very in-depth. They do list the incidents. They list media coverage of those incidents, police coverage of those incidents, and everything else. But when you hear mass shooting, do you think of just... Regular crime that goes on. Or do you think of, you know, your mall shooting, your active shooter at a school, your active shooter at a workplace? That's what we consider mass shootings. Uh, we don't consider gang crime, um, just everyday crime, mass shootings. But we'll go through them and I'll let you decide. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 408. 38 degrees and cloudy outside. We're talking about the Gun Violence Archive, a database that's run by an individual that's benefacted by one. They're, they're a 501c3 not-for-profit. The individual is benefacted by a single majority donor who started out his donations at 500000 I believe that's up now to eight or 900000 uh, based on the article and see, and again, that was an article from 2022. But I went through this year's, and I listed a snapshot of their their database, and they do have an address in Washington D.C., 1133 Connecticut Avenue, Northwest Washington D.C. And they have a mission statement. The Gun Violence Archive is a not-for-profit corporation formed in 2013 to provide free online public access to accurate information about gun-related violence in the United States. The Gun Violence Archive, GVA, will collect and check for accuracy comprehensive information about gun-related violence in the U.S. and then post and disseminate it online. It is hoped that this information will inform and assist those engaged in discussion and activities concerning gun violence, including analysis and proposed regulations or legislation relating to gun safety usage. As we ask is to all we ask is to provide proper credit for use of gun violence archive data and advise us of its use. GVA is not by design an ad advocacy group. The mission of the gun violence archive is to document incidents of gun violence and gun crime nationally to provide independent verified data 
to those who need to use it in, re in their research, advocacy, and writing. So they admit, hey, we provide this to you so you can do legislation. You could be advocates yourself, although they're not advocates. And again, this is listed under mass shootings, not gun crime. And I, I wouldn't have such an issue with it if it just said national gun crime, because there is a national gun crime problem. There are mass shooting problems. But let's go through their list. It starts off January 1st, 2024, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And this was reported by WAFB 9 CBS in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Officials confirmed a teen killed by gunfire on New Year's Day in Baton Rouge was a freshman at Istranama High School. You notice how they throw that in there. The Baton Rouge Police Department identified as the, the teen as Ramadi Kosi, 15. Police said gunfire broke out on West Brookstown Drive near Victory Drive around 1.30 p.m. on Monday, January 1st. A total of four teenagers, including Kosi, were shot by an unknown person in a passing vehicle while they were walking on West Brookstown, according to police. This was a drive-by shooting. Nowhere near the school, but the news report has to throw in that he was a freshman at a local high school. They consider that a mass shooting. Yes, one person was killed, four people were injured. Is that what you consider a mass shooting? Is that what you consider an active shooter? January 1st, 2024, Springfield, Missouri. This is reported by OzarksFirst.com. The man charged with unlawful use and unlawful possession of a weapon in connection with a shooting on New Year's Day at the Barnhouse Event Center was operating as a security at the venue. Timothy J. Smith, 37, admitted to deputies he possessed a rifle and said he used it to shoot three or four shots into the ceiling of the venue after hearing gunshots and seeing someone pointing a handgun towards his wife. Four people suffered gunshot wounds in the incident through debris or shrapnel. According to court documents, Smith said he never aimed the firearm at anyone and was not trying to hit anyone when he fired the shots. So he was a security guard at this New Year's Day barnhouse event. He says someone pointed a handgun and he fired warning shots into the air. Somehow, three people were shot by either ricochets or shrapnel or debris. Do you consider that a mass shooting? January 4th, 2024, Perry, Iowa, Des Moines Register. We know this is a mass shooting. This is the school shooting where one student was killed, four other students, the school's principal, and two other staff members were injured. The 17-year-old shooter died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Suspected with a troubled social media history, including pro-LGBTQ and violence reenactments, which was brought to the FBI attention of pr uh, prior to the event. In my opinion, this is the only out of the seven that fit the mass shooting, what we consider these active shooters, these mass shooters. Now, it, it's gun crime happens every day. Gun crime happens dozens of times a day, depending on the city you're in. That is a mass shooting. We know that. January 4th, 2024, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This is coming from the Advocate newspaper. J. Juan Alexi, 30, died in front of Urban Meadows Apartments at 6315 Greenwald Street around 2 p.m., in a drive-by shooting, five other victims were brought to local hospitals in their injuries. The motive and suspect or suspects are still unknown at this time. Police said both witnesses and victims are uncooperative. Another drive-by shooting, possibly gang crime, gun, normal crime. 
January 7th, 2024, Henry County, Alabama. This is coming from WDHN ABC. Four people, while hit by gunfire and several others sustained injuries in what law enforcement are saying was a keg party turned shootout in Henry County on Sunday morning. The shooting happened at the 1600 block of Henry County Road on private property near Abbeville, a keg party where the host charged $5 for anyone who decided to attend. Henry County Sheriff Eric Blankenship said an estimated five to six suspects exchanged gunfire at the party after an altercation. There were a pile of rounds later recovered. I would guess that should have said shell casings. The four gunshot victims were taken to the hospital where two people underwent surgery and are expected to survive. The other two victims were treated early Sunday morning and later released from the hospital. No arrests have been made, but the investigation is ongoing. This was a group fight that turned into gunfire from multiple individuals. January 9th, 2024, Warrington, Florida, ABC3 News. Four people were shot in Escambia County early Tuesday morning according to the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. Deputies arrived in the area of Bainbridge Avenue and Grappuera Street around 1 a.m. Upon arrival, the Sheriff's Office said deputies located two victims with gunshot wounds. One victim suffered a gunshot wound to the hip, and the other suffered a gunshot wound to the thigh. Around the same time deputies responded to Bainbridge Avenue, they said another person arrived at Baptist Hospital with a gunshot wound. Later, a fourth person showed up to the hospital with a gunshot wound. The extent of all the injuries is known at this time. No one has been charged at this time as both victims and witnesses are uncooperative. So those are your seven incidents that happen this year. Mass shootings. Are they? Or are is one a mass shooting and the other's gun crime? Gun crime that not a single piece of legislation would prevent because criminals don't follow the law. Every single piece of the so-called common sense gun control targets your lawful gun owner. Do you want to combat these drive-by shootings? Do you want to stop what the majority of these gun crime events are? Give the police the tools to do that. Hold gun crime suspects accountable. Stop the judicial revolving door. Bring back stop, question, and frisk. There are policies in place. Get gun task force back out there looking for guns. Criminals are no longer afraid to carry guns. They were because they knew they were in jeopardy of getting caught. Gang violence. Get the gang task forces. Give them the tools to go out and do what they did. Now you have the one mass shooting at the school, the Perry, Iowa school. Here's an individual who obviously had a troubled past, had a social media platform, and the FBI was warranted. This is a mental health issue. And you can argue all day about who the person was and what their beliefs. I I really don't care what their beliefs or how they identified or anything like that. Here's clearly someone with a mental issue who laid in wait in a bathroom of their school, took a selfie and said, oh, now I wait. Just happens they were posting pro-LGBTQ things on their social media. There's obviously a mental health program here. But what they did, they did away with mental health decades ago, and they replaced that with the police officer. And obviously, that's not a good move. Obviously, it takes time for that to dwindle away to where it's unsustainable. And then you have the people with the big idea book who just don't like police, 
who said, well, let's replace the police with, with these crisis people that go out or mental health people. No, how about you do both? Sending a social worker to someone with a gun is not a smart idea. Sending someone with a crisis intervention background to a violent individual is not the best bet. Do you want to train police officers in de-escalation and crisis intervention? Spend the time and money to do that. How about you give police officers the tool like training them in jujitsu on a regular basis, paying for them to work out so they're not out of, uh, out of shape? Things they used to do but they did away with because of budget cuts. They took away the tools to do these things. Every police officer in America should have a mandatory jiu-jitsu class that's paid for by the department at least once a week. It's as simple as that. So you don't have to resort to tools like your batons and such like that. And I, I got a text message. And many will argue that stop, question fr stop, question, stop and frisk, it is always stop, question, frisk, is illegal, but endorse laws that truly violate the Second Amendment. I am glad you bring that up. Stop, question, frisk has been upheld by the Supreme Court. Now, the issue in New York City was because de Blasio was the mayor and a local court said that their policy was against was unconstitutional. They never appealed that, even though there's president, precedent in the Supreme Court, because Bill de Blasio didn't want the police to have those tools. Stop, question, frisk worked. There are rules in place to protect people abusing people's rights. If you're stopped, questioned, and frisked, and you have a gun, that goes to court. You can prove, did they lawfully act when they arrested you? If they did not, if you are found not guilty, then you have a civil case that you can or cannot prove, and there's an avenue for that. But to take away a tool that worked, to take away the fear in criminals who were just carrying guns like there's no tomorrow. But let's go back to these seven cases. Do you consider these mass shootings? Do you consider them when they say, okay, there were 600 mass shootings last year, of course you go, oh, my God, what can we do? We need to do something. We, you know, we need to, we need, there's not a single law proposed currently anywhere that would have stopped any of these shootings. Every single gun here was from a criminal, except the Perry school shooting, which is obviously a mental health issue, but still... Weapons obtained illegally that would solve this. But they don't want to solve the crimes here. They don't care if there's gang shootings in Chicago, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, New York City, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, or anywhere else. They don't care that there's shootings every day and gang members are gun gang gunned down. But they'll use that data to persuade the president, the Supreme Court, members of Congress, CNN, MSNBC, and everyone else to take away rights of lawful gun owners. Because every single proposed law is just that, targeting those people, because criminals don't follow the law. If you're already willing to shoot somebody, if you're already willing to do whatever major crime you're doing, do you really care if you have a permit for that gun or not? Do you really care if your magazine has 15 rounds or 30 rounds? Do you really care if you have a gun that looks scary or a handgun or a shotgun. No, you don't. You're a criminal. And the majority of these crimes, a matter of fact, all but one that can be written off to somebody with a severe mental health issue and obviously committed crimes, were violent criminals. That's how you address gun crime.